Hey, did you start recording yet? No. Are we supposed uh, to? <laughs> <laughs> I guess did it's you, something. Did you start recording? Because that's the important part. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We're just gonna have to keep uh, plowing through, right? Oh yeah, plowing through is what we do. But this is all natural. We don't do any second takes. Third or th- yeah, we skip right to the third we take. Skip right to the third take. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Welcome to Animal Noises. This is a furry po- culture podcast, which I almost got right that time. My name is Ringer. I'm Puff. And here we are back again <laughs> to talk yeah. about. All your favorite topics, like such as baseball My <laughs> and Pat's birthday. <laughs> We're gonna do this. We're Where should we start? Our material about uh, things he will. First, I've, I, I want to thank uh, Raven Snowfall because they gave me a baseball. They did to play with. Yeah, I noticed right they now. gave it specifically to you. I got to see well, that, it. It was me that complained about. Yeah, did you did you see it for a long time? Uh, no, I saw it for no, about it thirty seconds. At I most. didn't want you to take it. Yeah, I don't think we're doing a shared custody thing with the baseball. I think it's mostly like me just asking you how it is every so often, and you, you should tell ask me how for great something it is. that you want to, and maybe someone will bring you something. Oh boy, I wasn't prepared for uh, for begging this early in the podcast, so I'll have to let's uh, table are that. Are we supposed to save that? Are we supposed to save that to the end? It's it's better if you can do it subtly and persistently, but I just I I'm out of practice because uh, yeah, we've I really had like my baseball. We've had what are like six week furlough. Uh, like we, follow and subscribe, yeah. and comment below, and retweet. Please donate to our Patreon, but also Patreon's really bad now. So donate to these other three hundred things. What? Also. Wait, Patreon is bad now? Kind of. It goes on and off. I think everyone's scared of it now. Why are they? I'm I'm not in on this. I I don't know why people are scared of Patreon now. Patreon did a thing where they upped their well, they changed their fee schedule in a way that was better if you gave a lot of money up front. Um, but if you gave little donations, and most people get a bunch of little donations, it was a lot of your money. But they reversed it like really fast because everyone was very angry and freaked out. Um, but at the same time, uh, no one trusts them still. So yeah uh, you, youtube is also hurting a lot of people too because their, their monetization thing is all kinds of broken lately. youtube is being garbage so weird yeah like uh yeah i and like their algorithms are real messed up for for content matching and and junk like that so everything's yeah. a mess with them and it's really frustrating because there's a lot of great content on youtube and those people are just getting so mistreated I'm amazed at how much of the fandom like secretly resides on YouTube. Secretly? Well, because like if you're on Twitter land, like you just don't see it or hear about it very often. Like it doesn't come over. Yeah, and I don't know. I I guess I don't pay a lot of attention to furry YouTube, so it's uh I know that it exists. I just am not super well educated on it. Like it's it's an interesting thing, and I've. I, I think every so often of like how I can do more YouTube stuff because it seems to a be something people really respond to and it's an interesting thing to try. Um, 
but and this is not related to any of the stuff that we were talking about talking about but uh it goes back to like the challenge of finding something that you can like repeat and iterate on and i just don't have anything like that right now especially not that's like a video format like you see the people who do like the daily or weekly vlogs and stuff and i don't i don't want that i don't want to do that and it's like if that's your thing that's cool and and more power to you and and if you're successful that's awesome but that isn't a, a a format that i'm interested in pursuing but i don't know what format is and i worry that i'm not trying stuff and that's going to make it even harder to find things so right now i'm just in like this uh thing where i'm not really doing anything um but i try to make myself feel better about it by telling myself that i'm focusing on actual like real life work and fortunately that seems to be going okay so at least like i've got something to show for myself even if it's not like something i'm sharing on twitter because you know that stuff doesn't cross over and that's a weird thing right like that people don't like reply to your job well no it's it's like i'm not tweeting about my job because it it's not relevant to what's going on in furry twitter and nor nor do i really want to like merge those two together like i'm fine with them being separated but it, it just gets very weird when like your your priorities have a little bit of a shift and so you're focused mostly on non-furry things and then you start to feel guilty because you don't have anything specifically like furry to share. And so then your choice is like force some stuff or just don't do anything for a while. And then there's the whole like issue of if I'm not doing anything for a while, then people forget I exist. And it's like the lack of consistency hurts. And I don't know. There's all this stuff that I obsess about that a lot of people probably worry about for themselves and nobody actually cares about in practice and I'm just trying to like not think about it too much I forgot who you were and you're producing content right now yeah I also did that's why I keep a mirror at my desk <laughs> who's this guy yeah Ugh. I don't have any money <laughs> yeah I don't have any cash on me right, get out of here right, right. <laughs> I yeah, did I but I gave it to the last down. guy who right. showed up in my mirror and he, yeah saw how that turned out about my job I'd be like hey guys my query totally ran yeah. It was good. I had a compile error, but then I fixed it. Yeah. I'm doing a bunch of work for Redacted. It's really going to be cool. Yeah. Super. You, I'm not going to talk about when it. When you see it in three months and don't realize it was anything I worked on. Or I don't know if it's, I, I guess I'd rather that than nobody ever sees it. Right. Yeah. That's good. That's good times. That's always a fear. It's a, and what I actually see is I kind of feel bad because like all I do is Twitter. Like I basically do Twitter and I talk to people and I run cons, but like no one cares about the running con part. Like that's doesn't really leave like convention space but the uh if if all you're doing is twitter like i was talking to to somebody and their bio was like i make fursuits and i make furry art and i make youtube videos and i also blog and i'm like how do you have any free time in your life like any one of those pursuits should be like 24 7 like what's going on (laughs) like how, how are you doing that so okay let's let's talk about a furry topic because I guess that's that will eventually affect every furry, but probably nobody wants to hear it. Yeah. Is that a cat? Are you calling your cat? I am because he's climbing around on the shelf and he's gonna knock stuff down. So I'm trying to get him to stop doing that. I don't but think that works. That's his new thing of whenever I'm in here. That's how he gets attention now because he knows it works. Uh huh. Because otherwise he just knocks stuff down. It's so like anyway. Cats. 
That's exactly like real. Like, well, those are. Real I shots, am just. They? I'm. Yeah, he's such a good, good boy. <laughs> Sorry, I forget that Kieran is not actually a real cat. That's, that's what I, I was calling a real cat. Uh, wait, he's not. I'm kidding. He too, super is. Yeah. Super is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I did this thing uh, about three weeks ago, and it was super interesting, and I really regretted doing it after about two hours of responding to people was asking if people thought having a fursuit was important for socialization in the fandom. Oh yes. I saw that. Oh, I responded to it. Oh, everyone did. Everyone did. It was, well, not probably not everyone, but it was no, literally everybody, literally every person on earth, people who didn't know what a fursuit was got on there and said, of course you need one. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it was it was weird. Like there was first off, like there was so much emotion and they're like, it. oh, boy. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting topic and it, it comes up a lot um, on both sides. And and depending on like where you are in terms of whether you have one or not, your answer varies as well. Right. Because like people without suits are like, yeah, of course, a suit would make things better. And people with suits are like. Well, honestly, it didn't make that much of a difference. Yeah, then there's some but people then with suits that are it like, does. oh, super did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think there's some consensus that people came to. There's little bits of consensus here and there. and like, I, I, I think that a lot of the time we equate having a suit with being able to perform in it. And maybe I'm just um, more picky than most at like making sure those two things aren't uh automatically attached because they're not guaranteed having a suit doesn't automatically guarantee that you're gonna be a good performer immediately uh it's not to say it's something that can't be learned because it certainly is if you if you you know dedicate your time to it Mm -hmm. but like that performance or at least like knowing what to do with it once you have it is that's the thing that makes the difference it's not just like now i opened a box and people love me Right. Well, that's one of the things. I think but that was like, just one of them. Yeah, but the thing is, like, at the same time, having it is certainly like a, an advantage, right? If it's something, if it's something, especially that's attractive and memorable, like just posting any photo of it is already like a huge step in the right direction. Just doing anything. Yeah. Um, and so the bar for what what people are interested in consuming lowers like the better the quality of the suit is or the the more uh the more like attractive and i'd say attractive in like the generally platonic sense but i guess you could say it either way <laughs> that's why it gets um, weird though isn't it because yeah, it's not oh yeah yeah platonic. yeah but i guess like the more uh, appealing it is the lower the bar is for content that people are willing to like consume but i think they're okay i'm gonna say there's three parts to this and there's almost like milestones and the first part may not apply to everyone. And that is that sometimes putting a fursuit on makes you a different person for a while. So instead of being afraid to talk to people, now you have a fursuit. And even if it was a bad fursuit, sometimes it doesn't matter because you become more interactive with people. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and then people are less afraid to interact with you because you have that like layer of, of character now. And that's, that's a little safer. Also, some people are scared of you, right? That's just how it, you know, it depends on their take on fursuits. But So that's the first milestone is does it make you less shy? And then the second milestone was, are you good enough at getting content drive out of that fursuit? 
And some of that's intrinsic to the fursuit. Like there's some base level that just comes out of having a really good one. There are people who can just stand still and barely move and just get surrounded by people because it's that good of a suit or that much, that much character built around it. But uh, if you if you can get to a point where it, it gets you in the door of social circles, like that's one of the things a fursuit can do. I, I kept seeing that theme. Like everyone kept saying, you know what? It got me to parties. It did actually get me to these things. But after that happens, like it's all you. You have to take it that next step because you have to take the fursuit off. You can get like the initial bump from like having a suit, but you have to work to sustain it. The big thing I remember from like, okay, I've worn a fursuit like I think once, like a full fursuit. Okay. Um, it was actually it was a partial, but it was a really nice partial. Um, and it was at Rainforest. And the first thing I remember thinking was I can probably get away with anything to a limited extent, mind you, but it felt like. Like people's tolerance level, if you just skyrockets, it's oh, silly. It does. It's really silly. Yes. So silly. Yes. Uh, the second thing I remember thinking was, I am not special. Like you're in this sea of fursuits. <laughs> that is so weird. Uh, even at our local meets, there's like 20, 30, 40 fursuits. Um, if you have a really professionally designed one, that, that definitely takes a little further because there's not as many of those. There's a ton of them, but it's still, you know, distributed widely. But uh it's i mean it's not the end all be all it's not you have a fursuit so now you're the best thing ever you're just one of hundreds of fursuits right that's just the nature of things in this decade like yeah maybe 20 years ago a fur like just having a fursuit was enough to like really make you stand out and even 10 years ago i would say to some extent depending on where you were but now it's just so assumed that unless there's something really remarkable about the suit or it's a, a really like well-known suit or well-known character like you said you're just adrift in a sea of of other fursuiters and then then comes that feeling of how do i make myself stand out and uh, you know make this something different than what everybody else is doing yeah and sometimes that just takes time to figure out and learn and just keep kind of you have to get the pictures for sure one thing i remember um Ravertooth saying was uh if you take a bunch of pictures if you get a bunch of pictures find the good ones and then don't put them all out at the same time you leak them out over a period of time because you're only going to get those content chances so often and and you, if you put them all out at once, like it's this big dump, it doesn't get quite the value it could, um, or you just character appreciation. Uh, so you, you want to put that out over time. And I, that's probably true for almost every content sort of thing. Like you don't want to put five videos out at the same time, that, that sort of thing. But this also kind of gets back to like, do you want a fursuit parade or do you want a menagerie? Because in a fursuit parade, everyone kind of gets equal time. Or at least there's the illusion that everyone's getting equal attention because it seems like everyone's kind of moving past. Even if yeah, people are only focused. You have on a limited parts. time to spend with each suit that's in front of you, and you can choose to like ignore that person and and look at the next suit in line, or you can engage with that person, however briefly. But either way, it's not probably going to make that much of a difference. Right. In a menagerie, like there's all stars all around you. And it's so easy to get lost. So I, I understand both sides. Like, Menagerie is great for people who can like just go in and see a bunch of great fursuits, like all of a sudden, like see their favorite characters brought to life. But it's also really hard on people who don't have maybe the nicest suits or the most well-known characters because they can. You talk about getting lost normally in the lobby. Like that's when you're really gonna get get lost out there. So that's, and and for and for people who are really self-conscious, like that that can hurt. 
a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially if it's a, a situation where you just don't know what else you can give it to, to kind of set yourself apart. Um, and it's also a thing where, you know, maybe you'll never figure that out. And I'm not trying to say that in a negative way, but like sometimes there just isn't a solution. Like that's just how it's going to be. And you have to kind of reevaluate your, your options then. And maybe playing with a spool and it's really good. I'm just dropping it all over. Nice. Um, so like maybe your options then are don't, or, or try to find times where not everybody else is in suit. So like maybe don't do the menagerie if you're worried that you're, you're going to kind of fade into the background or um, don't, don't run out there when there are 200 other first suitors in the lobby. Like that's kind of something that I've started thinking about more recently because um, it is fun to interact with people in suit. And, and when you can get to those good interactions, it's really, it, it makes everything worth it. But it just depends on how much you have to like be out there to get to that point. Like if it's 80% waiting around and trying to find people to interact with and then 20% interacting, is that really worth the time? Or would it be better to like go out and shoot photos for that whole time and interact with people as it allows and just and use that opportunity instead? And I mean, there's there's nothing that says like you get a suit and now you have to wear it the entire convention like you you part of suiting is like learning what times are the times that you want to be in suit and and doing that in a way that that works for you um and and hopefully allows for people who are looking to looking forward to see your suit to like interact with it but but mostly it's got to be like what do you enjoy like you don't want to go out there and just suffer for your art because it's not really going to get you anywhere yeah I don't think you should ever really buy a fursuit with the idea of like, this is going to make me well-known. It'll help. It'll help. Like, cause really most people aren't really getting, trying to get well-known. They're just trying to like make more friends and expand their circle. Right. And they always, they always say like, I want more popularity or some, some type of thing like that. But almost always what people mean is like, I just want more good friends. It, it, I think there's a, a thing where you get a suit and then you feel like you're obligated to wear it as much as possible. And that's a hard thing to like especially for the push through yeah yeah um and i can tell you that like the amount of time i've spent in suit in the last couple years has i think it kind of peaked maybe a couple years ago and now it's it's been kind of going down because i've realized that as much fun as suiting is it's better to try to find times to do that when when people you know will be out and you can join them um, if you can suit with friends, that's always a bonus because then you have a built-in group of people that you can continually interact with. Um, but you don't have to just spend the entire time in suit. And if that, if it feels like you do, if it feels like being in suit is the only way that people will, will pay attention to you, that's like really a big challenge because your, your choice is then like hope, like being in a situation where you might get some attention or being just completely anonymous and that's that can be really frustrating you know what was weird to me with when i made that tweet was how many times i saw the comment it was a very passionate comment of people saying you're not going to get anywhere unless you're either a very good artist or a very good fursuiter next to another comment of a fursuiter saying 
this never got me anything <laughs> like and it kept flipping back and forth like i'd see that there there were a lot of common ground people saying this gets you in the door it's all your personality after that you've got it you got to bring a good sense of yourself or you're not going to make those friends and then there are people saying like the hard part is if you get a really good fursuit you're not sure who actually is worth talking to because everyone's super nice to you and you're not sure if they like who you are or they just really like your character like they like like the character and and they're clinging on for that which you know to some extent is okay but is also like you know if it, if it gets too much then they just all they want to do is talk to this character and and you're not a person so that also got more complicated too. yeah and then you don't want to disappoint them but you also want to kind of save yourself from a weird situation and yeah it can get really complex and um i think that the gist of it is that there's no like one truth it's it, everybody has different enough experiences that you can't know how things are going to shake out if you get a fursuit. Uh, yeah. The weirdest thing about hearing the comment, like you're not going to get popular unless you have a fursuit or you're a great artist was like, you're sending that to me. Like, and I, I don't, I don't know if you've like seen my artwork, but it's stick figures. It gets garbage. Uh, <laughs> and it's good, I guess. And that's, <laughs> anything any sort of like popularity in the fandom or popularity in general is just based on like what you can do with what you have access to so like for a lot of people in furry that's a fursuit like that's the thing that they can use to express themselves but like artists have their their artistic talent that they can fall back on and some people have photographic talent and some some people are able to combine that stuff but in general like everybody's making do with the assets they have available to them and like so people who have money to spend on a fursuit obviously have that advantage and there's not a level playing field and that's just how it is like if you have the money to spend on a fursuit and you have a good personality which obviously you can sort of train but some of it's sort of innate like like the ability to just interact with people and be comfortable around people is something some people just are naturally inclined toward right uh, and so being able to combine that with fursuiting and being able to like interact with those people as the character and make those people feel good is going to do wonders for your your profile. I think I disagree a little bit on the idea that you can't develop socially to be very good at social only because like, well, I mean, you're saying innately and, and it's, it's got I think, some. I, I think some people have it innately, right? But mm -hmm. I, I'm saying it is something that you can learn. It's just more work, just like anything. Like some people can become a good artist, but some people just have a, a sort of natural talent already. So they don't ha have as far to go to get to the same point. Yeah, they were socialized when they were younger, I think is what happens there. Usually it's, it's just or, or I think people who are the youngest in the family kind of have like this innate bonus because like you had to compete like your whole your whole upbringing was how to get attention and it compete for attention in a constructive way. Cause that's how you got anything. Yeah. Or you're naturally more confident at, at asking for something or presenting yourself. Right. And, and sometimes it's like a generational thing. I was having a conversation earlier about like how, what people choose to share on social media. And I think as you get, uh, as you look at people in the like older side of the fandom, they're a little perplexed by like how much younger people are sharing at times. And it's just like, I can't believe they're just like, 
sharing all of this stuff. And on the other hand, like they don't know any other way of doing it. That's just what they do. It's not like they're, uh, I don't know. It's not like their personality is necessarily different. It's just like, this is a normal thing for for someone their age. Yeah, the generation actually coming in just under them is showing signs of being even more private. Like they're watching, they're watching the the generation above them, like just throw everything out there and everything that happens to them, and they're like, "Well, I don't want to get mom mentality. I'm just going to be very careful here." Uh, right. Yeah, I I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of like uh, ebb and flow of that as you watch generations because people are going to learn lessons from previous generations, and then generations after them are going to be like, "Why are you so private? Why not just put everything out there?" And it's going to keep like uh, wavering back and forth. That'll be interesting to watch. The Facebook thing, we're like, what, they just kind of lost all kinds of personal information recently. <laughs> That's good times. I never trusted Facebook that It's way. hard to really get irritated at them now because I've just been yeah. irritated at them forever. Every furry calls it the FA effect, <laughs> which I think is funny, uh, which is the idea that, like, it wouldn't matter if you had different preferences because this is where all the attention is. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you just stay in the place where everyone is because... You can go to like the nicest place ever, and if only three people are there, it's not great for what. Yeah, supposed to that's be doing. why everybody is still on FA. Mm-hmm. It's gotten, yeah. it's gotten, I think, a lot more stable. Like you haven't heard about FA having problems for a couple of years, but it used to be like, all oh, the time it was, have, yeah, it was a running joke. It was a running joke, which I feel bad for the people who work with the, FA. The joke well. ran better than FA did. Oh dang! <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all night. No, actually, oh, you will. You will. We're, we're oh. going to be done in a few minutes. In a few minutes, it's, I don't I know. If you're I, still hope, I can hope. It's less for me hope. to edit. That's true. So baseball, huh? Baseball opening day. Uh, yeah. Started up today. No furry cares except for the. We probably shouldn't super talk care. about today being the opening day of baseball because it won't be by the time. How long? Don't know how long it's like. it So actually, in up. that case, opening day of baseball was like three weeks ago. Yeah. Wow. Opening day was really good. I really liked when the teams played. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the teams were very, um, I don't know. I expected more from the team. Did you see how they hit all those balls, but then some of them didn't? Some of them didn't. Yeah. And I was like, why didn't you hit the ball? Right. Or the one guy job. hit the ball, but then he didn't run, uh, and the guy caught it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how much I super hate sports ball jokes? <laughs> I think it's actually I think it's actually slowly becoming popular to hate sports ball jokes, but like oh, you I, can't ever mention like sports at all without like somebody coming up with that. Like it's not like an attack that, on geekdom. W- it's just Was this a sports ball joke or was it better than I that? think it was a meta sports ball joke and that's probably still okay for at least okay, in my good. brain it didn't make me angry. No, I agree. I don't I, I think the, the the hating sports hating hating sports now being the thing that's that's coming back is okay <laughs> what if what if some what if there's a loved one watching baseball near you and now you have to watch baseball i'm i'm well <laughs> like i have to watch it <laughs> you have to watch it. i need you to la- elaborate on this situation they're not You're like forced to well the chains there's chains there um <laughs> so so I'm being uh, chained up and forced to watch. Is my home life significantly different from other people's? Is that, this, that is what I'm not a, this is not a typical <laughs> night for us. Uh, oh. First of all, because neither of us watches baseball. Yeah. And second of all, because we don't just have chains at the ready like that. Well, that sounds extraordinarily boring, Ringer. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Amazon was out of chains. They're back ordered. Oh, dang. You know what we started doing here? Uh, what Amazon started doing here, and I hate it so much, is like I'll order something at like 7 p.m. And at 1 in the morning, they will ring the doorbell and drop the package. Oh, dang. Like You're like, am I going to get killed? Am now, I not wait a get, second. No, it's, it's, just, it's just Amazon. Is it... <laughs> prime now or is it just normal no i don't i don't like prime now because the tack on charge is so high and i'll I'll wait like a day no it's normal amazon prime but like one in the morning i've never heard of them delivering like in the middle of the night like that oh so i don't think he was supposed to but it happened twice i think and then one more commonly they deliver at like nine or ten at night which still scares me yeah yeah ours is usually like during the business day from what i've seen um so it's when we're not home or it's a little bit after we've gotten home. Uh, I feel really good sharing like when deliveries show up at our house. So <laughs> yeah, this is, this is going and what's the well. address at the house? Uh, if you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh one, two, three main street. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. When's your next uh, delivery showing up? Just, uh, that's a great question. <laughs> Probably never now. Oh, that's good to know. That's good information. Yeah. Have you gotten the thing where Amazon takes a picture of the thing that they oh, left at God, your house? Oh, God, so creepy. <laughs> yeah, I know why they do it. They do it so you can't be like, I didn't get my package. But, uh, you know, it's also just weird to, like, see the strangers, like, sometimes there's, like, their feet in the picture or something in the box, and you're like, oh, <laughs> my, my door. My, nice shoes. <laughs> nice shoes, buddy. Get, get away from my door. I've never, uh, I had one where they left the delivery, but then on the, the tracking, because I was at work at the time, it said it was left in the mail room. Oh. And I'm like, I live in a house, so where is the mail room exactly? <laughs> I spent the entire rest of the day wondering if it was going to be at our house at all when I got home. Uh-huh. And it was, so that was good. Where was the mail room? It was the front porch. Uh, so basically, of, I didn't know you. Had. Now that's what we call the front porch from now did they, on. Did they did they sell the house that way? Like comes with a two bedroom, a bath, and a mail room, the patio. Uh, yeah, I guess I didn't know an outdoor space could be a mail room like that. Maybe they're tired of delivering to your house. And you're like just being shitty to you. Send it to the mail room, asshole. Okay, this is my last story about Amazon, and I'm, okay, I'm yeah, putting it here because it's a call out. To Amazon Prime right. food, I'm sure this will change the everything. They do, you know, the thing where Prime now does uh, food delivery. Yeah, for weird. restaurants. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, I didn't know they did restaurants. Yeah, yeah. So, like, in our area, like, you can get a bunch of different food options delivered via Amazon, uh, and that's a really good idea. But at my friend's house, it's kind of a weird address. And they can never find it. And so no matter what you order, it will take them uh, at least an hour after leaving the restaurant to get it to you, regardless of how far away the restaurant is, because they get to that neighborhood and then they just shut down because Amazon uses some proprietary like shitty mapping system and all the drivers use that to try to figure out where they're supposed to go. And if they just put the address into Google Maps, it would take them right there. But as it is, they just get to like a nearby street and then they're like, I can't find your house. And then it's like three phone calls with them and they're like online and it's like, just park in this parking lot and we'll come get the food from you. It is 
insanely bad and I don't understand how like a company that's as big as they are can do this so poorly maybe it's just that one person I think it's probably every poor person on that street and I feel awful for them <laughs> yeah it's a uh, it's alarming how uh, how bad it is so this has been first world problems First world problems. Path for and sure. Ringer. Uh, I'm Ringer. I'm Path. And uh, this has been Animal Noises, a Arr. furry culture podcast. That's actually why we're called that. This has also been Animal Noises. <laughs> Literal. Uh, thank you and have a lovely time. Uh, follow us at, uh, oh yeah, Animal Noises Now on twitter uh you can find us online at animalnoises.co and you can find us on itunes and google play and the other podcast thing that we have our podcast on uh one yeah and one other thing that i did since last time we did anything was i fixed our rss feed so it should show up properly in like itunes now uh and that was a, a big thing that maybe nobody cared about but me but it was really bothering me so at least like that's good um but yeah thanks for listening and have a nice day have a, have a good night also happy birthday everybody <laughs> happy birthday happy birthday